Welcome to the SCORE Podcast, where small business matters, helping entrepreneurs, startups, and small business owners launch, grow, and thrive for the life of your business. Hello, and welcome to today's SCORE Podcast, where small business matters. This podcast is sponsored by SCORE, a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing free mentoring services and business resources to aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners who want to transform their side hustles into a money-making business. My name is Mark Trail. I'm a SCORE mentor, and here with me is my veteran co-host and fellow SCORE volunteer, Tom Nixon. Hello, Tom. Hello, Mark. So I guess that makes you a rookie co-host. It is it is official. Yes. So you've been a, a guest and we liked you so much. We had you back. You did. Well, it's good to have you. And uh, if you missed the announcement on last week's episode, so Mark, Armando, and I will all be trading off as co-hosts. And so Armando is listening in today from an undisclosed location and Mark's going to be our co-host. So welcome again, Mark. Thank you. So um, recently at SCORE, you know, we have a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs who are reaching out to us, especially now, which is encouraging the activity sort of heated up again. Um, and they're very early on. They're just starting a business. And, you know, sometimes someone will come to us so early on that they, they don't even know what type of business they want to start yet. They know they want to be an entrepreneur. Um, they have an idea of where their passions lie, maybe, but they don't know how to you know construct a business around it. So are you noticing any of that activity yourself, Mark? You know what? I am. And, and Tom, I actually go back to us being entrepreneurs ourselves. When we get started, there may be many entrepreneurs who they've had the good fortune to come from a family that has got a little bit of institutional knowledge about business ownership or business startup. But there are a lot of ind individuals such as myself who always had the dream, but they, they don't have any guidance. There, yeah. There's nothing out there to really point the way for them that says, this is where you go. This is how you do it. Or at least so often they don't think that there's that out there. So absolutely, I, I would agree with that. And what's great about SCORE, aside from, you know, almost everything we do being free to the user, uh, we do have, a, I think, a wide range of services and mentorship and um resources available, whether you're early on starting or you're a veteran business owner. We have our CEO roundtables for people who have been in business seven, 15 years even. Um, and where we don't have resources, we find partners. It's so one of the areas that we've identified where we could offer more services is to what I would call pre-revenue entrepreneurs. So the person that we just kind of described, which is so early on that they're not even generating cash flow yet, and they maybe don't even have a business plan or any funding or financing to get the business off the ground. And they're just wondering, how do I do this? So we do have such a partner who has sort of laid groundwork for that type of person looking for those answers. And we're happy to have him as our guest today. So let me introduce, if you don't mind, I'm gonna introduce our guest, uh, a friend of mine, I hope he considers me a friend, uh, mm -hmm. Gino Wickman, who some people may know Gino from uh, a prior career as founder of the Entrepreneurial Operating System system, EOS, uh, author of several books, Traction, Get a Grip, um, probably more, Gina, you could correct me. Most recently, the author of Entrepreneurial Leap. And the concepts in Entrepreneurial Leap or E-Leap are what we want to talk about today. So perfect timing to have you on, Gino. Gino, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here, guys. Looking forward to this. How many books did I leave off? 
Uh, I'm not going to get into all of them, but I'm, there's six out there and I'm actually working on number seven. That's a little pet project, but six is the magic number right now. Yeah, I know rocket fuel is one, so I, I would have passed a quiz probably, but not, but just barely. So, well, this is great. So, but we wanted to focus on entrepreneurially, which is most relevant to a lot of our membership and certainly to those members that we talked about, which are the people who are pre-revenue, maybe even pre-idea, but they just want to know, do you know, how do I do it? That's a common question. What are the first steps? They want the roadmap. But there's a question I think that comes even before that, which is something that you address in this book, which is, do they even have what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur? So I just wanted to talk first about why you set out to write this book and what are you drawing upon um, in, in the concepts that you lay out for these people? Yeah, thank you. That's great. So great place to start. Um, you know, so why I wrote this book is to teach my 18-year-old self everything I wish I would have known back when I was 18. And so there's a great quote by Daniel Kennedy that says, we teach what we needed the most. And so now after 30 years of being an entrepreneur and helping tens of thousands of entrepreneurs, I'm going to the front end of the journey. And like I said, to teach what I needed the most. And so when I was 18, I was a lost, confused, mislabeled derelict who was, you know, wild and crazy and, and insecure and all of these emotions. And I didn't realize what I was. I didn't realize I was an entrepreneur until about age 29. And so no matter how old you are out there listening right now, whether you're 13 or 103, um, you can take the entrepreneurial leap. So it's not about only talking to 18 year olds here. It's talking to anyone who has the traits of an entrepreneur and you're really thinking about taking the leap, you're scratching your head and yes, you said it well, suddenly obviously we're spawning a lot of great new entrepreneurs in 2020 here. So it's gonna be a, an exciting couple of years coming out of 2020. Yeah, great. Well, before we dive into the content of the books, I do wanna share the content, um, at least at a high level with our, our listeners so that they can go out and buy the book, read the book and apply the lessons in the book. But I'm curious, I don't know how long it's been. I'm guessing it's been about a year since the book's been out. So correct me on that. And then let me know. I'd be interested to hear from you what you've learned in the year or since it's been published. What, what Any revelations that you've come across? Uh, yeah, so it's been exactly a year, literally almost to the day, quite frankly. Wow, so it's been, my so spidey it's, senses. Yes, exactly. So it's been a year and, um, you know, a couple of things I would say that I've learned, especially through doing podcasts. Um, but, you know, right now, as we're talking, my mind is always thinking about that listener. And, and I, you know, this time that we're going to spend, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that we're going to help a lot of people. And when we talk about help a lot of people, Certainly what we're talking about is any entrepreneur in the making thinking about taking their leap. But I know with SCORE, you have, you know, many of your members or clients or protégés or whatever you call them that have started a business. And what they're going to learn in this conversation today is they're going to be able to do a checkup on what they started to make sure that they're kind of doing everything right. And then there's this third audience that is anyone with an entrepreneur in the making in their life. So this is anyone that is coaching, teaching, helping, mentoring. It might be a mother, a father, you have a kid in your life, a child in your life. So, so anyone in your life that is an entrepreneur in the making, this is great content for you to help determine, help them, help coach them, help guide them better. And then the last thing I would say is, uh, the book is written in three parts, confirm, glimpse, and path. And 
the intention of the book is so that the reader can go on this journey of self-discovery to really do some soul searching and really decide if being an entrepreneur is right for them. And in those three parts, confirm, glimpse, path, as we're about to go into, I, I really discovered a tool in each one of those steps. And we call it one, two, and three, that if you implement those three tools, you'll get kind of the best bang for your buck you'll get the quickest impact. It'll help you ask better questions. It'll make you a better protege for whoever's mentoring you. And so as we go through those three parts, I'm gonna share what each one of those tools are for each one. We call it the one, two, three roadmap. And so what I hope to do is really make that very clear so that your listeners can go apply these tools, frankly, for free. We'll talk about where to get those tools. Um, and so that's those are some of the ahas, insights and discoveries. And also, seems like it's a pretty good book. So a lot of great feedback. It's helping a lot of people. And so thank goodness for that, uh, because not all books are great. So, so far, it's helping people. You know, if I could, I did want to jump in. In the confirmed phase of the book, you do talk about assessing whether you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And you've described the process for us. But one of the things I'm, I'm sure maybe you're, you'll elaborate on, on it as we get into the discussion. But are there things that should discourage anybody from starting a business? Uh, well, I would say yes, you know, and as we're about to get into the six essential traits of an entrepreneur, I would suggest that it's if you don't have them, you know, so there's this is a cautionary tale. If you don't have the essential traits to be an entrepreneur, you should not take the leap. And that while that is defeating, that's bad news for people, there are people that, you know, they heard about being an entrepreneur and that's what they want to do. Well, it's not for everyone. And so if it's not for you, which is what we're going to hopefully clarify for people today, then you shouldn't do it because I'm here to save you 10 years of hell. If this is not for you, you know, it's right. being an entrepreneur is so damn tough that if, if, if you don't have everything it takes, it's probably not the best decision for you. And I find that it's only 4% of our population really has the traits to be an entrepreneur. So it's not for everyone. And it's not this like ultimate pinnacle in life to be an entrepreneur. So I'm just trying to help you decide if this is the right place for you, you know, why you were put on the face of this earth. And if it's not this, the good news is there are literally 10,000 other options for you out there. This is just one of them. Yeah. Well, in so as somebody who's taking the assessment twice, Gino, I I scored one point below the bar and one point above the bar. Mm -hmm. So maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Um, here's what I've been applying to my mentors. Just I'm curious to get your reaction to this because you will get maybe some deflated puppy dog eyes if if you tell somebody you don't have what it takes. And I'm not suggesting that you're doing, but if you take the assessment and you score look, score lowly. The reality is you might not have what it takes. So what, how I'm mentoring my clients is you have some options. You can not do this and save yourself all the heartache that you just described. Two is you can do this, but know that you don't have what it takes and you're just going to have to overcome many challenges. Three is you could maybe go out and find a partner who does possess all of these skills. And now you're in a 50-50 partnership. And then the last one is maybe you don't have what it takes to be an entrepreneur the way Gino describes it, which is you're trying to build and scale a business, but maybe you do have what it takes to be a freelancer or a gig economy worker or something like that because you have a passion and maybe you can apply your passion without being an entrepreneur. So just that's how I'm 
mentoring my clients, Gene, I'd like to get your reaction to it in case I'm telling people the wrong thing. Now, I would suggest to you that is borderline perfection. <laughs> Every word that you just said, okay? So you are spot on. And I want to say a couple contextual points. You know, so the first is I want to share the six essential traits very quickly. And as I share them, I want the listener to just kind of do a little checkup on themselves and just confirm that you have these six essential traits. And so first contextual point, the six essential traits of every true entrepreneur is visionary, passionate, problem solver, driven, risk taker, and responsible. And I believe you have to have all six to be a true entrepreneur. And that's just like you said, that's somebody that's going to go start a business from scratch, build it with lots of employees and turn it into something. Okay. And so now here's the second context though, which is so important. It's what you touched on. So I teach something in the book called the entrepreneurial range. And so if you can picture in your mind, this range, this arc, and on the right side of that range, if you, pick, if you can picture the words true entrepreneur, and the left side of that range, you picture the word self-employed. Well, anyone that has their own business is somewhere on that range. And what I'm speaking to with the six essential traits and true entrepreneurs is I'm just simply talking to the people that are on the right side of that range. And so if you picture the greatest entrepreneurs of all time, that red line, that range, Walt Disney, Henry Ford, Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, Sarah Blakely. Well, on the left side, the far left side, they're exactly what you said. These are freelancers, people with a side hustle, a consultant, somebody with a lifestyle business. So you can still be self-employed and not have these six essential traits. It's just that if you have these six essential traits and you start out to be a one-person show, you will not be able to help yourself, but to grow it into something. And if you don't have all the traits, you can still be self-employed. And so one of my examples I always love to share is if you have handy skills, you can literally go out there, become a handyman, handy woman, charge 60 bucks an hour, make a hundred grand a year. And if you're good at what you do and you do great work, you'll get referrals and you'll be busy for the rest of your life making a hundred grand a year. And, and you can just be this sole proprietor, one person show and you'll be fine. But if you have those six essential traits, within about 10 years, you're going to find yourself owning a construction company because your brain, you can't turn it off. You're going to realize, wait, if I hire somebody to do this for 25 bucks an hour, I can profit this. I can add another. And all of a sudden, you're going to find yourself with a company. So it's not a death sentence if you don't have the six essential traits. It just helps you understand where you are on that range. And absolutely, you know, so the last piece is this, the entrepreneur in the making assessment. And so if you go to the website, e-leap.com, you take the assessment, you'll get a score, just like you said, you score 90 or higher, you probably have those six essential traits, but it's, it's, but it's you, you have to assess yourself. You have to decide that for yourself. And, and so I can't tell you whether you are you have to tell you that. And as we talk about the one, two, three roadmap, well, that's the tool for number one, is to take the assessment and confirm that you have what it takes so that we can then talk about the second part, which is glimpse. So hopefully that answered your question. And, you know, thank you, Gino. And as a matter of fact, as we speak about glimpse, you know, I, I'd said in, uh, to Tom and Armando uh, in a previous podcast that from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I've always been the type of person, I love the business of business. 
I could, I could, you know, I told the story about standing in a garage that a guy had started up a trash hauling company and it was the middle of July and it smelled like the inside of a, a trash can. But the guy had such a passion for what he was doing that he actually got me excited about the idea of hauling trash. So for me, it's, it's, I can get excited about every, everything or anything, but you discuss finding a business that is a fit for you. What, is, what does that mean and why is that important? Yes, great question. And so now we're going into glimpse. And, you know, I, I have to say one thing. I want to back up one step because, Tom, you also said something that was really important, that if you score low out there and you realize you're not a true entrepreneur, then, then Tom, what you said is 100% right. There's a good chance that you are an integrator, okay? And, and your job is to now go find a true entrepreneur and join forces with them. And so I call that true entrepreneur a visionary and that visionary needs to be counterbalanced with an integrator. It's all in my book, Rocket Fuel. And so again, if it's if you're not a true entrepreneur, you can still start a business with a true entrepreneur. And so that opportunity does exist for you out there. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss that. And then going to your question, Mark. So as we go into Glimpse, what I share in Glimpse, the whole idea and the psychology behind this is now that you've confirmed that you are one, I take you to Glimpse because Glimpse is designed to show you the future, is to show you what is possible, is to show you all of your options and to help you avoid a bunch of mistakes. Because I believe if you can see it, you'll be light years ahead of most. And what it also does if you have the six essential traits is it literally lights you up. And so in addition to everything that I said, <clears throat> The, the, the number two tool in the one, two, three roadmap is something I created called My Biz Match. And what it is, is it's helping you understand as an entrepreneur in the making, what is the perfect business for you? What are you built for? What are you drawn to? Because the idea here is to help you understand that there are literally 10,000 options out there for you in the way of the type of business to start. And so I get so deeply concerned about the media and how it pushes tech billionaire unicorn startups. And like, that's the only kind of entrepreneur that exists. Well, there's nothing wrong with building a $3 million heating and cooling company that throws off a 20% profit. And so the point is this, <clears throat> it's about understanding that there are hundreds of industries to choose from. And once you choose the industry, then you have the type of business. And when we talk about type of business, you have to decide, are you more of a product entrepreneur or a service entrepreneur? It's rare that you're both. Within that, you have to decide, are you more of a B2B entrepreneur or more of a B2C entrepreneur? Do you love selling business to business or business to consumer? Those are very different sales and marketing approaches. And then within that, you have to decide, are you high cost, low volume, or are you low cost, high volume? Again, what are you drawn to? And then the final question is, how big do you want your business to get? Because my impassioned plea to the world is that building a billion dollar company is not all it's cracked up to be. And with all due love and respect to 99.9% .9 of the people listening, it's probably not for you. I know it's not for me and it's probably not for the two of you. I don't want to make any assumptions. But the point there is, it is admirable to build a $10 million company, a $1 million company, a fit, whatever the number is, you get to decide. Don't let anybody decide it for you. And so the tool I created, as I mentioned, is called My Biz Match. Again, 
You can go to the website for free, fill that out. You click a bunch of buttons and out pops the perfect answer for you in terms of what is the right business for you so that you don't go down the wrong path. By picking the right business for you, your odds will soar that you will succeed. Yeah, and as someone who is taking taking that uh, my biz match, it did match exactly what my career is. So it it said I should be in a B two B service business, which I am, um, and it matched relative to what what my current business model is. Um, you know, relative to margin per volume and all of that stuff in the size of company. So. I did it not trying to validate it. I just went in completely natural and it validated exactly the business I'm in. So I can speak to, again, I've read the book, I've taken the assessment, I've done the My Biz Match, and then we'll talk about the last phase too. And uh, so I believe in it wholeheartedly and we'll kind of make proof of how much I believe in it at the end of the show as we make an announcement about something we're offering to not only listeners of the podcast, but to the SCORE clientele. So um, let's move into phase three then. Phase three... One particular thing that was interesting to me, because it's somewhat of a controversial subject, but I think it's become more relevant during the pandemic. And I just see more and more content out there about whether people, entrepreneurs, let's talk about specifically, should attend college. And for me, when I was growing up, it was a no brainer. This is why you study hard in high school, because you're going to go to college, get a good job, et cetera, et cetera. I can tell you what I learned in college, I don't think I'm applying an ounce of it to my current profession, other than I still use the words in English and I was an English major. But what did I get out of that for, you know, the quarter million or whatever my dad spent on it? Probably not a ton. So I'm curious if we could just touch on that subject as you kind of have a broader discussion about what phase three is, but that in particular, Gina, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I would, I would love to. So, so with that, <clears throat> I always want to start with context so that the answer lands and it makes sense. You know, so again, we're talking about part one, part two, part three. You're calling it phase one, phase two, phase three, as many do. So, but to pull it together, you, we've now confirmed in part one that you have the six essential traits. In part two, you've seen the future. <clears throat> you're clear on what you want to build. You're, it lights you up, as I said. Part three path is now all about showing you a path to greatly increase your odds of success and help you avoid half of the mistakes you're about to make. And within PATH, there are a series of chapters and you're touching on the first one, which I call college or not. In real high level, I just wanna give them all to you so contextually the listener is following and tracking with us. Sure. Next is how to find your passion. Next is how to find a mentor. Next is the power of 10 year thinking. Next is eight disciplines to greatly increase your odds of success. And then last is nine stages of building your business. Now, obviously, we're not going to go into all that. But the point is, it's a very meaty part of the book that just helps you. It kind of shows you the way, gives you a path. With that, the reason college is in there and the chapter is called College or Not is I'm showing you all of the data. You know, you went to college you realize it didn't do a lot for you as an entrepreneur in terms of what they taught you. I didn't go to college because for some reason, I just knew it wasn't for me. I could not wait to get out of academia and go make money and go be whatever it was I was going to be, but I just knew it wasn't going to come from college. So the point in this is you have to decide. It's a choice you make. And so I give you a laundry list of incredibly successful entrepreneurs that have a degree and a laundry list that don't have a degree. Uh, The statistics show that it's about something like 46% of all small business owners 
um, have a degree, so most don't is the quick stats there. For 25 years, I've asked all of my clients, which you are one of them, Tom, um, did you go to college? If so, what are you using that you learn from your degree as an entrepreneur? And they give the same answer you always give. So I was biased, but now here's where it gets interesting. <clears throat> About five years ago, I started asking a different and follow-up question to that. And I said, if you knew everything you knew now, would you go back to college? And many of them said, yes. And so I asked why. And so what they described as the benefits of college was number one, the relationships that they formed. Number two, the testing ground where they got to practice on their friends selling stuff, you know. And so there are some benefits, but I go back to the original point that I said. And so once you read that chapter and you see all of the data, it's a choice you have to make for yourself because. If there's any message, it's that you can and will succeed as an entrepreneur without a college de degree. You just have to decide, is that something you want in your repertoire? And then I interviewed hundreds of entrepreneurs and I asked them if you did go to college, what, would, what classes would you take? And there's a list of those classes in the book as well. So that if you're going to go, you know you're gonna be an entrepreneur. There are some things that you can take and do that will certainly benefit you as an entrepreneur. Well, if you need another data point, you could put me into the column of, I would definitely go back and do it all over again for the reasons that you said. So I'm not saying it was a mistake or to discourage anyone from it because it was an investment in my future that I think did pay off. It's just not in the way that I thought it was going to. But yeah, and then again, and it's, you know, my <clears throat> daughter took entrepreneurship as her major. And so I think that that's the most important point. If you're going to college to learn how to be a successful entrepreneur, that's probably not the right reason to go. So go for all the reasons that we're talking about. I think that's exactly what you're saying. Um, so anyway, so for what that's worth, hopefully that gives your audience some clarity. Well, you know, to that, Gino, as I, as I sit here listening, talking, we talk about whether or not there's a value uh, or value to attending college. And I know that as listening to you, generally the entrepreneur, when they go out there, they're very much a trailblazer. They're very much, they have this vision. They know what they want. They see it and they try to describe it to the people around them so often they can't or, or whatever. They definitely, they're headstrong. They, they're, they're headed in the direction for success. And in your book, you mentioned the importance of having a mentor, which might seem a little bit antithetical to somebody who thinks that they know it all and they, they, they've got what it takes. We know at SCORE the value of mentor, mentorship. It's what we're committed to. But I'd like to hear a little bit from you as to what you think having a mentor brings to the table or why it's important. Yeah. So, um, you know, two things here. Number one, again, if you don't have a mentor, it's not like you're going to fail. Okay. And so you can still succeed without a mentor, but truth be told, having a mentor is a bit of a speed pass to becoming a successful entrepreneur. I was blessed to have two mentors in my life. When I was 25 years old, my dad, who's an incredible entrepreneur, and another entrepreneur by the name of Sam Cup, an incredible businessman. And they both took me under their wing and kind of taught me everything they knew. And as I took over the family business at age 25, that really helped expedite my success. So, so with that, I strongly recommend your audience find a mentor because like I said, it's that speed pass. If you don't, you're fine. But I would offer up a couple more nuggets. You know, obviously I'm talking to 
two score mentors. So, uh, you know, please, first and foremost, if you're looking for a mentor out there, reach out to score first and see if there's one available to you there. But the process is actually quite simple, not easy, but simple. And so the idea is that you want to find someone who's where you want to be. And that's the power of that glimpse step. Once you know what you want to build, and let's pretend hypothetically, you want to build a a $10 million marketing company, you want to go find an entrepreneur that's built a $10 million marketing company and attach yourself to them and learn from them because you'll get there faster. Again, worst case, just an entrepreneur in general. But the idea in the process is to then find the people who are where you want to be, reach out to them and ask. You're going to get lots of no's, so you need lots of names and you need to be able to handle rejection, but you're going to get a yes if you work this hard enough. And then just ask them to mentor you, schedule a one-hour meeting. When you get together, you just share each other's stories, you ask your questions, and it's either going to feel really good or it's not, and then you establish a structure going forward. I met with my business mentor, Sam Cup every month. We met for about an hour and a half, and we did that for literally almost five years. My dad and my, it was much more kind of ad hoc in that relationship, but you just decide what's the format going forward, and then forward you go. I would just suggest one other thing. If you keep getting no's, and, and these are very busy people, they don't have the time, I would suggest you go work for that potential mentor, get inside their business, and if they won't pay you, I'd go work there for free because that's a much better education than you're going to get anywhere else. So there would be my jumping off point on mentoring. Interesting. Yeah, it, I should just add to that. You know, the beauty of score, as I see it, is we do have the structure. Um, if you know you're wondering, because I, I agree, there needs to be structure put to it. It just can't be, hey, can I call you when I have a question? So w- there is structure. We're also open to working with however the client wants that structure to look like. So if you're somebody who craves structure, we have it. If you're somebody who's averse to structure, then we can work with you. But this has been great, Gina. One thing before we let you go, I wanted to, I kind of teased this earlier, but you did a a virtual workshop that led to a three-part workshop. And um, I mentioned earlier on that we, when we need resources that we don't have internally, we find partners, you call them collaborators. And so I'm really happy that we're going to be collaborating to deliver your content. So if you are listening to this podcast prior to November 18th and, um, we have an event coming up and this will be a monthly probably event, certainly every other month. So just check your calendars, but we are going to do something similar to what you did. We are going to do a free workshop, which is an introduction to the concepts behind Elite. We're going to walk people through the process, how they can apply the tools in the way that you did just at a high level. And then we're going to gauge interest and we're going to offer anyone who attends that workshop that they can sign up and register for the three part, the one, two, three workshop, as you call it. So since you've done this, A, I wanted to let people know that this is available and that I will be co-facilitating this workshop with another uh, volunteer at SCORE. But I wanted to get your sense for since you did it initially, you did a YouTube live event followed up by this workshop. Just give us a sense for anything you learned or the value you got out of it and then what you saw the attendees get out of it. Because I do know at one point you said that by the time somebody went through this third workshop, they were already generating revenue. Mm-hmm. Right. So we could share that anecdote as well. But just how did you give us your sense of that experience and, and, and give our listeners a glimpse into what they might expect for when we deliver the same? Yeah. And if I miss anything on that, just back me up and let's answer that. But as I keep doing, I want to back up one step, because as we start to talk about that, 
you know, we just finished talking about PATH and the tool I want to give you in PATH, which is number three, again, one, two, three, is called My Vision Clarifier. Again, free and downloadable on the website, e-leap.com. And what that is, is that's a tool that helps you pin down your vision and your plan so you have an action plan for what you're about to build, which is now the perfect segue into your question about the Virtual Leap Workshop. <clears throat> so again, to summarize, we talked about Confirm Glimpse Path, one of the tools for each one of those, what I believe to be the most impactful tools. Number one was the entrepreneur in the making assessment to make sure you have the six essential traits. Number two was my biz match to decide the perfect business you're built for. And number three is my vision clarifier to give you a vision and a plan to move forward and execute. Well, you can simply go to the website, download those tools, fill those out, and it, you'll get some great lift. We call that one, two, three roadmap, as I mentioned. With that said, I created the Virtual Leap Workshop to do a deep dive into those three tools and certainly the entire book. And, and I've run two of those workshops. They've been incredibly successful. And as one of my collaborators, you guys are going to run one, which I'm so excited. And we're just going to push people to yours. My intention was to, frankly, never run another one. I just wanted to prove it, make sure it works, and then hopefully have lots of collaborators run them. So I would suggest a couple of things. Um, I love the approach that you're taking, your introductory to on November 18th. And so I would urge and plead anyone out there listening that if you think you're an entrepreneur, you're thinking about starting a business, you're close to starting a business, this is the best thing that you can do for yourself um, because it's gonna help you really hunker down with those three tools, the entire book. And what it's gonna do is create incredible clarity for you to ask all of the right questions but the power is that it's in a workshop atmosphere. And so they're gonna be able to ask you direct questions. It's a three session workshop. You go off, you do some homework, you come back to the next session, the questions keep getting better and more robust, but you're also interacting with other people who are exactly where you are, that are feeling your exact pain, that are experiencing the same you know, lack of clarity and frustration or whatever. And so all of a sudden you're with peers and that's what helps greatly increase and enhance the learning. And so at the end of it, it's been very powerful. And so the best word I can give you, I already said it, is clarity. The biggest word that comes out of each of the students and the result is they have absolute clarity. Clarity that they're an entrepreneur in the making, clarity on the business that they wanna start. There's also a sense of peace that they finally got out of this billion dollar trap that everyone's getting sucked into. And, and they have a vision and a path. And then, yes, we had a couple that literally hadn't started their business before the first session. By the third session, started and generate revenue. That's very, very rare. So please know that I never expected that to happen. And I think that only happened with one or two. So let's be careful. There's no guarantee we're saying you'll be generating revenue in three sessions. This isn't so that, snake oil? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, was, that kind of blew my mind and it was quite impressive. But, but, but clarity, if you're trying to figure out if this is right for you and you want clarity, the Virtual Leap Workshop is the way to get it. And so, and the good news is uh, the November 18th introductory that you're doing is just the introductory. So they're not having to commit to anything yet. And then you right. can better answer their questions there. Yep. And that is November 18th. Like you said, it's at 11 a.m. Um, to find out to, you know more about it or to register, go to Detroit.score.com. 
org, And right at the top, there's a button that says take a workshop and this workshop will be listed in our calendar of upcoming workshops. The one, two, three workshop series will kick off two weeks later, um, starting at the same time. It's a Wednesday, 11 a.m. and it'll be consecutive weeks. So if you're up for that, that'll also be listed on our website and in our emails. So, um, well, this is great. Gina, we appreciate your time. We've sort of run out of it. Um, so we'll thank you for coming. Um, Mark, anything you wanted to ask Gina before we let him go? No, just uh, again, thank you very much for helping me through this inaugural trip of mine, uh-huh. and um, I'm I'm very excited to the to the future that we're going to share with your organization. Fantastic. Well, I hope we're going to help a lot of people here. Fingers crossed. Great, and thank you for listening to today's Score Podcast. If you are an aspiring entrepreneur or small business owner in the early stages of your business, this podcast is produced by Score to deliver information you can use to become a successful business owner. Join us again for another edition of our SCORE podcast. Thank you for listening to the SCORE podcast, where small business matters. For show notes, additional resources, and access to the tools discussed in this episode, please visit detroit.score.org.